If you're just joining us, we were talking about a number of things in the first half hour. Talked weather, and it looks like it's going to be mild for a little while. But once the holidays hit, cold, stormy, and that could last until April. So don't worry about that. Enjoy the nice weather right now. And then we got talking about Dale Hunter belonging in the Hall of Fame, which I firmly believe he does. But what makes his case now is obviously what he's doing in coaching. Because we have a U.S. college coach that is going in tonight who's had a fantastic career, coached a game on Saturday as opposed to going to the on-ice ceremonies, which, yeah, that's that's the right thing to do. Uh, that's why that guy's going in. Now, we got a question from Rose, and Rose said, how far away from 800 wins is Dale Hunter? Well, he's 17 wins away by my count. 17 wins, and the Knights have 50 games left this year. He's going to make it this year. He'll hit 800 wins. So when does the Hall of Fame then look and say, yeah, no, as a player, as a coach, internationally, he's won a gold medal for Team Canada already at the Ivan Halenka tournament before it was the Halenka gretzky tournament. I mean, he's done anything you would ask him to do to be eligible as a coach. He's coached in the NHL. He could still be in the NHL. So 17 wins away from 800. Somebody needs to start jumping up and down. Is, is this the start of the jumping and the up and down to get his name on the ballot for next year? Where's the, who do we call for the Hockey Hall of Fame committee to throw some numbers at them? I'm sure they're aware. They look everywhere. But seriously, 800 wins, fastest coach to it. You look at the number of times he's won 50 games in a season, two Memorial Cup championships, four league championships, See, more numbers to jump up and down with. Okay, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Let's get to a story that really has the city buzzing. Bertoldi's, which you can find at Richmond and Paul Mall, is not going to be found there after Saturday because that building has been sold and Bob DeFruccia is no longer going to be running Bertoldi's, no longer going to be owning Bertoldi's because he has sold the building. And this appears to be Bob starting to leave behind an absolute legacy that he's built in the restaurant business here in London, Ontario. So let's take some time and talk with Mr. Bob DeFruccia. Bob, first off, you have to tell us this decision to sell Bertoldi's. How long in the making has this been? Oh, not that long, actually. It just kind of came about in the last uh, five, six weeks. Uh, Somebody approached us and... uh, I, we we knew we were getting close to making that decision, so it, it was a lot easier at this point, that's for sure. So in doing that, I mean, a lot of people, when they decide to make the decision, they just inform their employer, and next thing you know, everything's kind of taken <laughs> care of, off you go. Uh, I imagine yours was a little different. Uh, yeah, this is a, there's a lot, and actually, you know, we're continuing today. I mean, the hardest thing was yesterday talking to all the staff and, and everybody. We have several that have been with us a long time, and we know it's quite disruptive to their lives. So that that was a real hard point to do. And then from now, we have to, you know, get rid of all our things that we lease or equipment and move certain stuff around and things. So there's a lot to do, but, you know, we're looking forward to the end and uh, we're looking forward to this week, really. We think it'll be a great week. So give us a sense of, of what happens then. Is there a chance that Bertoldi's remains open, changes name? What do we know? No, it, it, it will shut down on, on Saturday night, and uh, from that, it'll be converted over to another concept. It was bought by Obsidian Group, 
So I'm not sure what they're uh, what they want to do, um, what concept they're putting in. That's you know up to them. They have several concepts, a well-known group of restaurants. Uh, for us, uh, it was never about if it wasn't Bertoldi's is a family name. It's my mother's maiden name, and so what. Our plan was if it wasn't somebody in the family that could move on with it, it wasn't going to continue. It's just too personal a thing for us. So we just thought this was the best way to end it. Absolutely. We're talking with Bob DeFrugia, and we're talking about Bob making some changes. We're going to see the sale of Bertoldi's. Has it been announced publicly yet? Uh, yep, yep. Yesterday, once I let the staff know and everybody that works with us know, then we, we started letting people know. Okay. Now, how about you? I mean, what got you into the restaurant business originally? Can we go back to the very beginning? Very beginning. Okay. So I was 12 years old and I was working in a restaurant in the summer, Monday to Friday. So I started, that's when I started. I did it all through high school, through university. And then after university, uh, worked right, right across Canada, actually. And then came back and landed in London and opened up our first restaurant now, were you doing something other than the restaurant business all across Canada? No, a restaurant business as well. I was uh, out in Newfoundland with a restaurant group uh, for a couple of years, and then I joined on with the old spaghetti factories out of Toronto. And with them, I was uh, in Toronto, then Calgary, and then in Vancouver for five years, and then back to Toronto. And then I uh, decided to open up our own restaurant, and we came to London. And uh, it was 1979, November 1979. And what was the first one? McGinnis Landing on Wilkins. McGinnis Landing on Wilkins. Okay, so not even the one that was up in in the north end. McGinnis Landing on Wilkins. Yes, no, McGinnis Landing on Wilkins. And then the the McGinnis in the north opened up two years later in 1982. Okay. When you walked through the door that very first time to McGinnis Landing on Wilkins, and it was your restaurant. What was that feeling like for you? Well, you know, it's uh, when you work for somebody else for a long time, it's kind of like your dream, as everybody knows. And so it, it was a good feeling. It was a lot of hard work. Uh, we were new to the city, so we weren't sure how it was going to go. So when it did take off, it was it made you feel a lot better. But the first day in, is, you know, it's quite exciting, but it's mixed. You're nervous. You know, you've... you've uh, for us, we sold our home, we sold our car, and we took that money to open up a restaurant. Moved, uh, my wife and I and our two kids moved to London, and, uh, uh, sold everything basically to open up a restaurant, went in from a home to rental, uh, no car walking. So it was a big decision. So when it did happen, like I say, it's a mix. You just hope the hell it keeps going. And, and kind of a roll of the dice. It sounds like too, then. Well, I think any businesses, but restaurants more than anything, I think the failure rate of a restaurant in the first year is like 60 to 70%. So what made you think? Rangers. What made you think? You know what? Let's let's sacrifice not having a car. Let's let's go from owning a home to renting a home. But I really believe this is going to work. What made you do that? Um, I just figured. Look, you know what? I was early thirties, and we figured that uh, we both figured that like we give it a try. If it works, great. If it doesn't, well, then we'll go back and work for somebody else. So really, I, it was then or never. Uh, I think that was the big thing. At that point in our lives, it, you know, the age and everything like that, we just figured this was our best opportunity. And that McGinnis that people would now know as the doghouse, but that McGinnis, what kind of style was that? Similar to the way it is now? Well, no, not at all. That was 
the original Roadhouse. I, I think when we came to London, we were the first real stand-up bar. Uh, there was a lot of things that we were first of in London when we opened that location. It, it's kind of humorous because people in London uh, thought that it would never work. Bank actually like the banks. So in order to get the loan, we ended up getting a loan out of the bank in Burlington. But we were lucky. Uh, Mr. Zafman was our landlord. He did a great job. Honest man. Really helped out, really cared. So uh, from that point on, it worked great. And in terms of coming to London, what was it about London that you said, yeah, I think this is the place? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we were looking in London, well, for Kitchener. We, we knew we didn't want to live in Toronto, so we were looking at those. And basically, uh, the location came came up. We liked the city, and we thought, okay, this, this, it'll be London then. Bob DeFruccia joining us as we talk about the sale of Bertoldi's and Bob kind of making the decision to officially retire. Can we say that, or, or can you be Michael yeah, Jordan oh, for, for sure. us? No, 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 you can say that. I'm done, yeah. Okay, officially yeah. retire. So from there, you mentioned the McGinnis that opened up in the Northwest at Oxford and Wonderland, but you've been involved mm-hmm. in, in a number of other restaurants. Once you open one, does it open the door, if it's successful, to open others? I, I, you know what? Uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, so back then it did. Today, uh, you know, if you're not a major chain, I don't, I don't think you have a prayer today. If you get a, you won't get a great site. You won't get a, you know, a lot of things. So it's very, very changed. The other thing is, uh, back then you could build a restaurant for a couple hundred thousand dollars. Today, I don't think you could one, you know, a million dollars. So there's a lot of changes today. Yeah. In terms of the business, the people that work for you and with you, does that change? Are they different people, or or is it kind of you the know same? What? Um, I think that today uh, we've got a great staff. We've always had great people all the way along. In all honesty, I mean that's, I mean it's great. We can do what we want as an owner, but if the people at the table aren't doing their job, or the people in the kitchen aren't doing their job, then you have you know you're not going to go very far. So uh, this, I've been very blessed, and I think the kids today, well, I shouldn't say kids, the young people today, uh, they're aware of business. They understand what you, know, what you need and what they need to do and everything like that. So it, it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good feeling, that's for sure. It is a business where people aren't necessarily there with you for years and years. I'm sure you have some that have been with you for a long, long time, but a lot of times there's high turnover. How do you manage that? Well, in all honesty, we, we don't deal with high turnover. Uh, we've been very blessed. Uh, our people believe in us. We, you know, we work with them. I always like to say we all work together. We're a team, and I use that for real, and not just make lip service to it. I think if you talk to anybody that worked with us, you will see that uh, that you know they enjoyed working there. So. We usually get people, let's say if they're a university student, they're in their first or second year, and then we have them for two or three years. So um, our turnover is not as dramatic as a lot of places. Gotcha. So I think from that end of it, it's great. You know, we've got great manager. I've been fortunate in that my daughter is the manager of Bertoldi's. And she does a great job of, of keeping the team together and everybody working together. So from that end of it, it's great. But you know, I always believe you treat people the way you want to be treated, and I think that pays off long-term. Bob DeFruzia joining us. Bob has basically announced his retirement. Bertoldi's has been sold, and now we look at kind of what you have been able to do, what you've created here in London, Ontario. In terms of the business being that 24-hour-a-day, 
seven days a week unless maybe you take Christmas off. Is that something that you've enjoyed over the years? <laughs> I don't know if you enjoy all the hours, for sure. Um, you know, it, it is hard. It, it, there's a lot of weekends, and there's a lot of things you miss along the way with, with, with those hours that you work. Um, but going, you know, that's part of the ball game, and you just have to make it. You know, that that's that's reality, and you deal with it. Well, Bob, you've done some phenomenal things, and we really want to congratulate you for the career that you have had. And thanks so much for sharing the story with us. Oh, that's great, Mike. And don't forget, you can always go out to Dolcetto. Dino's out there doing a great job. Excellent. Bob, uh, Bob DeFruscia with us. We've lost Bob. Okay, Bob, congratulations. And a job well done in everything he's been involved in. But interesting to hear him say that doing it the way that he did it, probably not a thing that you could do this this day and age, that you can't just open one and then find ways into others, that you're competing against those chains, and it can be very difficult. Uh, another vote for Spaghetti Eddie's when you're coming to London. Let us know if someone were to eat one meal in London. What restaurant would you send them to? You can email Mike at 980cfpl.ca. You can tweet me at Stubbs980. And we'll take some calls on that a little later on if we get a chance. OSSTF. We have had the news conference. It's actually still going on right now. Uh, The talks are apparently very far apart. That's a quote. And right now we have seen Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation workers vote 92% in favor of strike action. We'll have more on that in a few minutes as well. Next up, we'll talk about two schools that could be closing, but we'll get an argument as to why at least one of them should remain open. This is Global News Radio 980 CFPL.